Hello. Oh. And welcome into another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert in a hotel room. That is Peter Moylan in his podcast space. He seems a little distraught. And that is Maddie Mass in the top corner. Did I say something wrong? No, I just had my my flip and catch time perfectly for your hello. And then he's like threw a speed bump in there. And then I like you hadn't finished your oh, and then the ball came down and it just looked <laughs> terrible. So it's fine. It's fine. I have these little Sorry things that I like that. to do. I feel like these are the things that make the show. Me doing this at the start of the show. I'm sorry about that. You're fine. Claire's already retweeted us, so we are her. so in with them. So this week's episode is going to be a different episode. Obviously, we just had the trade deadline on Friday. Anything happen, Kels? Or? The greatest trade deadline of all time. It really? was so much fun. Uh, like... Hmm. Loved that for baseball fans. But one of the biggest trades was Joey Gallo to the Yankees. And we interviewed um, one of the prospects, Josh Smith, um, who went in that trade, and his wife, Claire, who was just just retweeted Peter. And they are phenomenal. And Josh Smith, by the way, came from the Yankees to the Rangers um, he went to LSU. I'm a little biased, but like his junior year at LSU, this dude hit 346, 433, and 533. He led the team in a whole slash line. Um, he was drafted in 2019 in the second round by the Yankees. He has had a phenomenal pro career so far. Um, that's Josh Smith. And Peter loves them, and he should. I just love the fact that they are telling the story of minor league baseball in such a positive way and they are living that life the best way they possibly can. And if you haven't already, by the time you hear this, go and subscribe to their YouTube channel. Pause this, go and subscribe to their YouTube channel and then come back and keep watching this. Correct, that's what I meant, yes, obviously. Yeah, thank you, Maddie, for the clarification. I'm not very technical, I'm a boomer, remember? Boomer. So yeah, they were great. And what yeah. Peter's referring to is they have a, a the vlog channel and Claire literally vlogged like the entire trade process. Like it's super like, I don't want to say intimate because I know that can be taken wrong, but like you feel like you're like living it with them. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I know Peter said it and she mentioned it during the interview, which everybody's about to listen to. But I mean, when she first gets the news, her hand is shaking while she's holding the camera. So it's like yeah. really cool to see the actual reactions of what mm-hmm. happens when somebody gets traded. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that interview and then we are going to hit on the biggest prospects who were moved at the trade deadline, the teams who we think won the, the, you know, I feel like our buyers and sellers is opposite of like what it is in major league baseball. Like our buyers is like who we think got the best prospects and our sellers yeah. are who sold the most prospects. So exactly. We're going to get to all of that, but here is the interview that we literally just recorded with Josh Smith and his wife, Claire. All righty, now we have Josh and Claire. Josh Smith played for the Yankees, just got traded to the Rangers in the Joey Gallo trade. The what? In the Josh Smith trade. There you um, go. <laughs> we... First of all, you guys are our first, we've never had a guest on the podcast, so we're always going to have a special connection to you guys because y'all are our first um, guest. Also, awesome. I love you guys even more because I'm an LSU grad, so 
Oh, right Love here. That. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> actually, I saw that the second you got on camera. I noticed the yellow shoe. So, so we're y'all's first guest. Yes, mm -hmm. we have never really? had guests. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. We're excited yeah. to be on it. Yeah. Well, what better story to tell than yours? I I just became aware of you guys the last couple of days, and I've enjoyed just getting to discover you two. And what a moment in your guys' lives, Kelsey. Go ahead. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you intro that. But what a an amazing last couple of days for you guys. Wow. Yeah, it's been crazy. So I'm sure you guys follow the trade deadlines very closely, like we all do, especially this year, because it was the best one we've ever had. Yeah. And there were so many headline names, and Joey Gallo, obviously one of those. So just what is it like to be a part of such a, a headliner trade? Like, you probably knew there was a chance it would happen, but then that's a big one to, to be involved yeah, in. Yeah, so... I'll start this off. So like the whole week, like, honestly, this is like my first real pro season. So like the whole week of trade deadline week, I didn't think anything of it. And then like that Monday rolled around and I was like, all right, this is kind of real, you know? And like, it's a real possibility. Like I've always warned Claire, like, don't get too comfortable, you know, with like a certain place because. Uh, you didn't <laughs> give me that big of a warning. Oh well, yeah, this was a little crazy. <laughs> but like, I always warn her, I'm like, don't get too comfortable, you know? Cause like things can change in this life, like at any second. And then. And just that whole day that came, it was just nuts. I'll tell my side of it first, and I'll let Claire tell her side. And so so for me, I showed up to the field, and I had an off day that day, like just a planned off day, so I wasn't really thinking anything of it. And then like one of my best friends on the team was in the starting lineup, and he got pulled from the lineup. And so we're all like, oh, my gosh, he's getting traded. Like, that's it, you know, he's getting traded. And so he's like a super good dude and everybody's like all sad and stuff, myself included. I'm like, oh, it's my boy. He's getting traded, you know, but me and him are talking all game in the dugout, like asking him what he thinks and like who he's getting traded for and stuff. And he's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And then the hitting coach calls me or the hitting coach is like talking to me. He's like, yeah, it's official. We got Joey Gallo. And I was like, oh man, who are we sending? And he was like, I don't know yet. And so like still me clueless. I'm like, I, I have no clue what's going on, you know? And so I think it was like the fifth or sixth inning. And uh, I guess like all the pitchers in the bullpen were not doing their job, paying attention to the game and checking their, <laughs> checking their phones. And um, one of my friends, I guess someone in the bullpen told one of my friends and my friend comes around in the dugout and he looks at me like eyes wide open, like, like just staring at me. I'm like, what? And he does it again. And I'm like me. And he's like, mm. yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? And then, like, from that point on, my actually, my first thought was, like, all right, I'm fine, but how is Claire going to handle this? You know, like, I didn't, just because, like, she's very structured and detailed. And so I was, I was kind of nervous about her. Go ahead. I'm going to give you guys a quick plug real quick. You guys have a, you guys have a little vlog you guys do. Getting, getting smithy with it. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I know what your reaction was because I got to live it with you while yeah. you were telling everybody what was going on. And it was one of the most incredible things that so just to give a bit of a background on what the, the vlog is and what i've watched anyway it was a real life to the minute live through someone getting traded the most personal experience you can get from it from two people that are actually living it at the moment it was the most incredible and i i said this to you before we came on i i've I've lived the baseball life for basically my whole life. So I know exactly what you guys are going through. But for those people that have no idea, it is such a well-explained example of how quickly your life can shift on a dime. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like it, it's, and it's, there's no malice. There's no, 
oh man, you know, there's obviously the sad feelings because you've got friendships yeah. and relationships that you've established, but it's just the way the baseball is. And you guys have done such an amazing job of just relaying that to the general public. And that's yeah. awesome. Claire did a really, really good job in capturing all that. And she can kind of tell you a little bit about that. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet and I'm so excited. <laughs> it's the best thing on YouTube. It's like every, like we are finding out things as we're recording. So mm -hmm. like the, it starts off with me and I'm like hand in the camera. I'm like shaking because I had just got off the phone with his dad who had told me like, have you checked Twitter, 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 Twitter. And you know, right when you hear Twitter at the end of the trade deadline, you just know something yeah. big is happening. I was shocked at first. I was excitingly shocked at first. And then the next time we actually got on the road is when I was kind of like, oh God, yeah, this is sad. Is. Like new friends, new team, new boys to get comfortable with. And like, didn't know the living situations, but I mean, I used to be so much more uptight <laughs> and like, I, I was a type A planner, you know? Yeah, we're yeah. kind of bigger. <laughs> so like, I knew like going on this lifestyle, it was going to make me more chill, which I would say I'm a lot more chill. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better. But I mean. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Josh, so when Peter raised his hand, you were at your point and part in the story where the guy runs into you in the dugout and is just looking at you and you were like, is it me? And he said, yeah. 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 And so like, I was just immediately, like I said, I just thought of Claire and just like, I, oh my gosh, like, is it true? You know, like, I didn't want to let my head go there. Like I wanted to, I wanted to see it, you know, like I wanted to see it with my own eyes, like have some confirmation. And so like, I, the game ended or whatever. So everybody's talking, the fans are in the stands, like saying, Josh, see you, man, have a good one. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I don't even know it's true. It's not, you know, like, and so I see Claire afterwards, give her a big hug. And we're, like, Did you talking. see her in the stands? Like she yes. said, okay. Well, I I didn't go to the game because we had just been away okay. on the road for two weeks. So this was, was this Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. So like we had played the first game that we were home and the second day he was off. So like I was, I cooked dinner. I stayed home. I took mm -hmm. a bath. Like I was relaxing. Like I kind of felt like at home, just like having a chill night. And so when I, the second I found out, I was like, I mean, I have to go to the field. It was like the fifth or sixth inning, like middle of the game. I'm like, I haven't, I, there's no way of me to communicate with him until after the game. Like I have to be there the second, like it ends to see if yeah. like he even, cause I had no idea that he knew, but mm -hmm. I had gotten to the field and I guess him and his friend that got traded with him, they saw me and they turned around and like, they like put their hands up in the air. So I was like, okay, they look happy. Yeah. Cause I thought that they were gonna be yeah sad. so we looked at her and saw saw her and then so after the game I just kind of give her a hug and everything like still waiting for confirmation I get back in the locker room and uh still haven't heard anything and everybody's like tell me bye I'm like I don't even know if I'm traded yet yeah. <laughs> I still haven't heard anything. and then I get a call from the Yankees and like hey man like we're uh we're gonna trade you to the Texas Rangers like good luck with your career and stuff like that and so afterwards I was like all right I guess that's that's it I packed my bags up and I was still waiting to hear from the Rangers and I think it was probably 30 minutes later I got a call from them and they're like hey man like welcome welcome you know like congratulate me and then then we packed up the next morning and headed out it was crazy what was the difference in phone call like the mood so the Yankees are trading you away they obviously you were the top 20 prospect in the organization they're trading you away there's got to be some um, reluctance because you're banging. Like you, you yeah. like they're, they're thinking, oh man, this is the future we're getting rid of right here. And then the phone call from the Rangers, they're like, yo, <laughs> you ready? Let's go. You know, like there's got to be different moods on that. Yeah. That's, that's like the, that was the craziest thing is like, 
you have one team who's like saying, Hey, you know, we don't want you. And then another right. team like saying, Hey, let's go, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, for me, I was kind of like, I was extremely excited, but also like a little upset at the same time. It's the weirdest feeling. I, I don't like, I can't even yeah. explain it. You could tell that his mood had changed from like when I saw him directly out of the dugout, still on the field, like haven't even made it to the clubhouse yet to talk to the Yankees or the Rangers. He was a lot happier on the field. Like, okay, like this is, this yeah. is cool. Like to be involved mm. in this probably to him having talked to the Yankees after he was kind of just like, yeah, it's just I saw like, that. Yeah. Like still kind of like he was excited, but you could tell he was kind of like, this is weird. And yeah. like, didn't know which direction to go with the emotions. Yeah. He was excitingly shocked blank, like yeah. just dead. Just digesting it all. You got to digest yeah. it, right? Like this is, this is, you think you're going to be a Yankee for yeah. the rest of your life, right? Everybody thinks when they sign, they're going to be a Yankee yeah. for the rest of your life. And all of a sudden yeah. you got to get rid of all your travel bags. You got to get rid of all your t-shirts, you oh. got to get rid of all your undershirts, your jackets are gone. Like exactly, you, you can't be a Yankees fan anymore. So everything switches. It's, it's yeah. such a so, strange feeling, man. I will say this, like that, like that definitely go like went through my head like oh man this you know like this was the plan and everything but it was weird I was like as soon as the next morning rolled around you could probably see in the vlog it was like I was ready to go it was oh, like yeah. it was like, like super exciting total switch and I like yeah. I was excited the night before he was kind of more shocked and then it flipped where he was just like binging with excitement and I'm like wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also who's I'm calling happy. you like who's that when you say the Yankees um, called you so, and the called you the Yankees, the uh, it's like the director of uh, minor leagues. He had he had called me and informed me, and we have. Did a good you have his number saved? I actually should have, but I did not. And okay, so, so he, it comes up, and are you like, okay, this well, is it? It it had a Tampa, Florida uh, area code, and so that's like where all of our stuff comes from. And he once once he said, "Hey, I knew who it was. Mm-hmm. I, I know his voice." And so he was like super nice about it. I mean, I guess as nice as he can be about it. And then, uh, and then a couple minutes later, um, Chris Young, or yeah, I think Chris Young yeah, is the GM is for the, the Rangers. Yeah, GM for yeah. the Rangers, and and he actually called me a couple minutes later, like congratulate me and everything. He's an amazing, amazing human being. By the way, I got to play with him yeah. in Kansas City. So he, he seemed he seemed like a good guy. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You've gone to a great organization. You really have. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I know a few of the guys. I know I played with Chris Woodward. I played with the manager. Uh, I played with a bunch of guys that are in the front office. So Okay, Chris Wood- um, Woodward texted me as well, yeah. too, congratulating me. So was awesome. awesome. That's the kind of organization that you've gone to. So you guys should be – it's an exciting time because they're in a different place than the Yankees, right? So, yeah. you know, your future all of a sudden might have been sped up a little bit, too. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe the big leagues aren't that far away from you right now. So it's yeah, like, it's, it's exciting, dude. I'm telling you, it it's, is, it's, uh, it is. it's a it's good just, time. It's just new, new opportunity. And like, I don't know, it just seems so much more real, like that, like the big leagues yeah. are, are a real chance now. So, yeah. And it's cool because besides Houston, this is as close as you guys can be to home, you know? I mean, so, yes. and that's, you know, if you're looking at the future part of it, but like, I don't know, just the fact yeah. that like, you could potentially be a five hour drive from yeah. your families is mm. phenomenal. That was definitely like, once we really thought about it, we were like, all right, this is a lot better, especially yeah. like for our future. Like if, if it ends up working out, you know, like mm-hmm. having a family there in Texas rather than Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. so does but, it, does this now get, I want to go shift to baseball for a second. Does this, fill you with confidence next time you step on on the field and and does that give you extra motivation now 
Yeah. So for me, I'm a big, like, I have zero bad blood with the Yankees. Like I know, I know this game's a, a business. They have plenty of great young prospects below me that can do just the same as I'm doing, but it, it gave me a sense of confidence for, to be with the Rangers, you know, to be with the team who, who goes out and trades one of their better players for you, you know? And then, so it, it kind of shows that they believe in you. And, uh, and for me, that means a lot and just, just makes me comfortable playing for them. Well, and I think that it's helpful that like, if you're looking at them trying to win now at the big league level, like Joey Gallo is a good fit there. So it's not like they threw you into some like random deal. Like this mm. is a deal that's like relevant to them now. And that's going to cause the value to go You're up of who they're getting. Yeah. And You're a big you, piece. And you were able to be like <laughs> one of the very few pieces that was able to get one of the biggest established yeah. names in baseball, you know, like that's yeah. sick. No, I know. And I'm yeah, hoping, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> hoping I can make it worth it. So. Um, well, okay. So I just kind of realized that like y'all came on the show and Peter and I didn't even introduce ourselves. We were just like chanting your name and got all caught up in that. So I don't know if Maddie's going to like cut this part out, but like, by the way, I'm yeah. Kelsey. Um, yeah, I'm Peter. I, I went to LSU. I graduated in 2014. So I've spent plenty of nights in Alec Fox eating the chicken tenders basket, cheering for P-Money. <laughs> Still recovering go. from P Money retiring. I know, um, I know. But and I'm a uh, I'm an old Peter. former baseball player who's trying to hang on by being in the media now. So and is from Australia. If you haven't realized the accent already, it's not from this country. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out who I wanted to do a podcast with. I was like down to like two options, and I was like, Peter has an Australian accent though. That's like, a lot catchier. That's a lot catchier. It got me my wife. It got me my job. I mean, where would I be without my accent, right? But I used to be the sideline reporter for the Braves. So I covered Peter as a player. And we had like a really cool like relationship whenever he was a player. Can you tell the first story, please? Like the whole thing? Yeah, I, I want to hear this. Well, I had never met him. And I think it my my first year with the Braves was 16. So it might've been my first year, second year. And I just wasn't familiar with like the Braves history. And Peter was a huge fan favorite with any team he went to, but especially with the Braves, but I knew nothing about him. So we were like talking in the clubhouse and then we went out to the dugout to do the interview. And um, I had been told prior that he's the funniest guy I'll ever meet. They're like, this is going to be your favorite guy on the roster. He's like so great with media. He's great in interviews. Like he's super funny. Stay humble. It's the Australian <laughs> accent. Yeah. No That's doubt. But they were like, he's a prankster. Like he's hilarious. So we get out in the dugout and um, he starts talking and he's talking in a British accent, which spoiler alert is not <laughs> British. It's Australian. Um, and when I have more than two glasses of wine in me, I speak in a British accent. So I figured- Oh my God, I think you're speaking to Claire right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have a British Claire? I have a British Kelsey. She's on, no, I know why. She's on Desperate Housewives. The right real now. Housewives, <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump, whatever. I don't know. That's great. Yeah, so I've worked on it. You know, like I've watched like YouTube videos and I've really worked <laughs> on my craft. And so uh, since I had been told he was a prankster, I was like, this dude's- talking in an accent. Like, I'm just gonna start interviewing him back in an accent. So I start <laughs> interviewing him back in a Brit in my British accent. And then he- First time like, we've met. <laughs> like <laughs> Yep, spring training. 
And he looked at me and he's like, why are you talking like that? And I was like, why are you talking like that? And he's like, this is my voice. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like, yeah, I'm from Australia. And I still didn't believe him. And then it probably took me like two to three minutes of like talking to him for in my mind to be like, dang, he like mine actually <laughs> <laughs> from Australia. Um, so that's how we started. Oh, that's hilarious. We had a great relationship when he was with the team. And then he came and worked with me when I worked for Fox Sports South in Atlanta, um, worked awesome. with me. Did I say for me? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was your bitch. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> with me. So yeah, that's that's Peter and I's history and probably yeah. what we should have told you when you got on the call. No, you need awesome. to you yeah. also need to give their vlog. What do you call it? Is it a vlog? Is it a YouTube yeah, channel? Vlog, YouTube channel. YouTube channel okay. vlog. Yeah. Because it is it is really, really good. And I thought I wouldn't say that honestly. I'm, as I said, I'm an older guy. I've got a daughter that's about your guys' age. So I know what it's like for you guys at the moment. And I know what minor league baseball is like. And I appreciate the fact that minor league baseball has been given a lot of like bad press and, and rightfully so because of the pay and all the rest of it. But there is also some good stories that come from it. And I think it's really great that you guys are showing that there can be some positive that comes from the lifestyle that is minor league baseball. So it's it's really yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. No, that that's also, that's one thing that like, yeah, everybody kind of thinks of minor league baseball as like, oh, it's a grind, this and that, you know, but like we we told each other, like, we're not doing that. You know, we're we're, right. we're too young. Like this is this is fun for us. We're in four different states in three weeks or something. And like I that. feel like so many people have reached out to us now yeah. and wondering how we do it and like want to hear how we do it so they can do it too. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. they know awesome. that you can you can make it work. Like it is yeah. an option. You yeah. don't have to do the long distance if you don't want to. It's not easy by any no, stretch of imagination. Right. And no. don't let anybody fool you. Like, it's not easy, but it can be done. Yeah, no, 100%. but it's, we're young and we're having fun with it. Yeah, you are. And you guys are awesome. Like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy for you guys. And I'm so glad you guys are together because you guys are perfect for each other. Um, and I just think you guys are just, you guys are going to do really good things. I really do. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, can you show everybody your kitchen? Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know if can, I can fit all on the Can you do the wide can you do the wide lens? Yeah. <laughs> Are we in a hotel right now? There yes. it is. We got a we got our air fryer. Do okay, yeah. We weren't gonna let you go without because in the vlog you guys mentioned a lot about your air fryer. And obviously mm -hmm. it's in this hotel. If you don't have one. Yeah, if you don't have one, you gotta get an air well, fryer. Well, it started off because we were in spring training with the Yankees and they had a stay in this place that just was like, how is this legal to be in this type of situation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was one of those just like bare. Can bare I give, minimal. can I give a story for the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Oh God, All I'm right. scared. So we get there after driving 10 hours to Tampa. This is her coming to minor league season with me, whatever. And she is like, if you don't, like, you guys don't really know her. She's like the girliest of girls. Like, super into nice things and stuff like nothing but but she's down to earth and humble too and yeah, so we we get there <laughs> we get there we pull up to our apartment complex and from the outside it really doesn't look too too bad but we pull up and our next door neighbors i'm i'm not joking it's these girls all butt naked and fishnets having a photo shoot right outside of our room like making a little video yeah, making like... a video and as we're as we're logging in our room like with our key and clay and i'm just sitting there like oh my god Claire, this is not minor league lifestyle bro <laughs> i'm like i'm glad i came with jesus <laughs> what have you been up to 
that was her first taste of minor league baseball. Just someone having like a strip party right next door to us. That's pretty crazy. Night one. That's normal. That's that happened to me almost every night in the minor league. So yeah, Yeah. that's 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 great, man. You guys are in a much better hotel now. It looks like it. This one's all right. This one's okay. Good. Are, is that what you guys do? You just live in a hotel everywhere that you go right now? Yeah. So, well, with the Yankees, they provided us a hotel. Um, and so, like, it was kind of like an apartment hotel. And so with the Rangers, like, right now we're kind of finding things out, like, as we go. Yeah. But yeah. they uh, they comped us this hotel just until we get all of our stuff settled. Three days or five days or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. five days, yeah. And so I think we're going to we're going to have to find an apartment because we go on the road this week. And so when we get back, we're going to have to find like a short term apartment. Claire, are you going to go on the road or do you, are you going to stay there? I go on the road with them. So back in Hudson Valley, there was like with the Yankees high, there was another wife traveling. And like we were going to like sometimes stay back together and like split a room because back in the Hudson Valley, we were in hotels. They were making us move out every single time we went on the road. So like, it was such a pain and like we had to pay for the hotel on the road. So now, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out everyone's in hotels. Do you get to travel with them like that? Because like you're staying in hotels. So it's like, you don't have a place or is that, can any wife travel with the team in the minor leagues? I think I'm, I mean, the Yankees let her travel with me and so far the Rangers have let her travel with me. So I don't, I don't know if that's like a team rule or whatnot, I mean, it's not like I'm getting so, on the team bus and going. Yeah, I was going to say, right. so is my girl on the bus? <laughs> no, 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 I have my car. Yeah, oh, okay. he, he is like allowed to drive with me to places. Because you're married too, right? Like it can't yeah. just be. Right. I think they kind of, I think they're a little bit more lenient on people yeah. who are married just because they're usually a little bit more mature and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So just just to give you guys a heads up, um, in 2013, I was with the Dodgers. Just so you just when you think you get to the big leagues, your lifestyle is going to improve. In when, 2013, I was in the with the Dodgers, and I spent 192 consecutive days in a hotel from spring training to the end of the season because I didn't know where I was going to be. I was in AAA. I was in the big leagues. AAA. But I got called up and down four times that year, and I just swapped from hotel to hotel. So what I do is when I was in LA, I had a car, I had an FJ cruiser and I had two suitcases, one suitcase I would take on the road and one suitcase I would leave in my car in the parking lot at Dodger stadium. And then I would come home from the road trip and I would drive to the downtown Western in LA and I would pull up and I'd take my two suitcases and I'd do my laundry. And I'd, so it That's does great. get better, but be prepared for this lifestyle for a little while guys. Cause it's, yeah. uh, and it's an adventure. It's awesome. It is. It's an adventure. Thank you for, thank you for telling us that. No, that's, that's good. Insight. And I think that's yeah. part of like why this is so fun, even though it's not like some luxurious lifestyle that it is an adventure, like no matter what it is and like just yeah. newly married, getting to figure it out on our own, you know, like there's yeah. no family around us. Like it's literally me and him having to figure it all out. And yeah. some of my best memories are from my days in the minor leagues, like the, the first time back here in, in AAA and getting to know all those guys. And, the, yeah. and we've talked about it, like you just you do make friends. You're with these people more than your family. So it's like yeah. you become family and it's it's tough to it's tough to leave. But you are going to you're going to make so many great memories. And I'm so I'm, I can't wait to follow you guys. I, I really am going to follow you guys. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. I have Thank two you more questions questions. And then we're letting you guys go because we just talk a lot. <laughs> what are we cooking in the air fryer? Right. Like to, if we're bringing that to hotels with us, like what are our go-to's? Yeah. Well, normally this one cooks chicken for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Chicken <laughs> breast, chicken tendies, chicken, chicken breast. 
It, what, all okay. forms. All forms are of you, chicken. Are you one of those guys? Are you like chicken and spinach and chicken and broccoli <laughs> no, guys? Chicken rice? and rice and potatoes. Hey, no, during the off season, yeah, but during the season, I eat what. He's such a health freak. He is a health okay. nut. Mm. Good. But he, we normally just now, like being actually in the season, we really just cook breakfast in it, like. You know, like breakfast yeah, meat. Yeah, you can and like, like boil eggs egg in, in there. it, sausage. Like so. you can put like a whole egg in there. Because he gets lunch and dinner at the field. Yeah. So really for me, it's like I'd be having to go out to eat like for lunch and dinner. Like that sounds nice at first, but it's like it gets old after a while. So I mean, just like, I mean, I cook like potatoes in there, like meat, like just veggies. I mean, yeah. just really so are eating home cooked <laughs> meals in your No, room. you can make a home yeah, cooked yeah. meal in there. But we also have like pre like made meals that you can get like at the grocery store and stuff and like put in a microwave or like mm. it yeah. just depends. You guys are pivoting. You guys are adjusting. Yeah. Chameleons. Yeah, chameleons. Love it. Gosh. Okay. My last, my last prong is I feel like we have to touch on LSU in some capacity. Nope. Yeah. I'll just um, leave then. See you guys. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know if I want to go the pulmonary angle. I don't know if I want to go your time there angle, but like. We can go whatever y'all want, whatever. Or I'll talk I mean, both like I obviously, and y'all obviously have a biased opinion that Alec Box is the best environment in college baseball. So I just, and I know how much fun it is. And Claire, you do too, as a fan, just being in the stands and how intelligent the baseball fans. And then you have Chris leading the chance behind home plate. Yeah. So I can't imagine what it's like to be on the field and to to just experience playing in that kind of environment. It's like I, I, everybody always says, like, you don't experience anything like that until the big leagues. And I'm sure it is like that in the big leagues at some point. But I mean, that was the time of my life, like playing every single game just means so much, you know, like yeah. you make relationships like I. Antoine Duplantis was the best man at my wedding, like my best oh, really? friend. Yeah, it's like just all the guys you meet there, just everybody's so close. And that was, I mean, it was just, that was so much fun. And then to be, to, to go from that to minor leagues with 30 people in the stand, it's like, geez, yeah. it's the same I was game, just going but... to say that. I was just literally going to say that, that that's got to be the hardest adjustment. I speak to, to Dansby all the time about his time at Vandy and he's, and he was like, uh, it's still even when he got to the big leagues he was like oh no vandy's better than this like, i'm I, like that's hold on what i really feel like lsu is like the the peak of like you know it is I mean, but like I could be wrong but peter we let like lsu led attendance in baseball i think we still right. i think the streak still stands for like, yeah, I think 20, it's like 27 years. consecutive years or something and, yeah, and there's they are having more fans on average than some major league baseball teams like it's it is an insane environment, but the difference between LSU football fans and LSU baseball fans is like football <laughs> fans. You think of like rowdy drunks and I feel yeah. like we're, we can say that baseball, they're still a little drunk cause they still tailgate, but like they're smart. I mean, I remember yeah, when yeah, Stony very, Brook very beat very us in fans. super regionals and they let Stony Brook take the victory lap and yeah. have that moment. And they're just, no, they're awesome. Yeah. Shout out to LSU football fans, by the way. Just uh, they're I'm amazing. I'm an LSU football fan. Like, <laughs> I, think LSU football, I think LSU football knows that they're like that. Like, they're like, okay. They take we like yeah, it. It's they fun. take they take pride in that. Yeah. You were not a student at LSU if you didn't have a huge 
to go daiquiri and you <laughs> no. tailgate oh, like, yeah, like with yeah. a handle on it 10 a.m yeah. in the morning picking up to go daiquiris it's gone yeah. that was that was my biggest shock when i got went down there for the first time was drive through daiquiris i'm like you let people just drive around get hammered what what is this <laughs> yeah, yeah. welcome awesome. to the boot baby yeah yeah right. can i ask one question yeah, yeah go maddie go. at spring training with the yankees what is it like standing next to Judge and Stanton? I mean, you have to work out next to these guys. So is that intimidating or what? It was a little weird for me because I didn't really have like a true spring training with COVID. And so mm. I really wasn't like I wasn't around them too much. My first spring training, I got to go like be a backup in one of the big league games. And that was pretty cool, like getting to play um, behind DJ LeMayhew and like Glaber Torres and kind of being around them. Definitely made me feel like a little baby compared to them, and uh, I mean it was it was just cool. But I'm trying I'm trying to get to where those guys are at the same time. So it's like yeah, like you look up to them and stuff, but but also you know you wanna you wanna be where they're at. So yeah, I have no doubt that you are going to do everything that you can to get yourself there. And obviously the oh, powers yeah. are in other people's hands, but you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be amazing, and you are gonna have a great future. And you I got a great so, support system in Claire. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. She makes, it, makes it work. <laughs> absolutely. Claire, did you have yeah. anything you wanted to say about LSU? I didn't give you the floor. Oh, you crawfish um, girl? Oh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like he would make fun of me because I would be sitting at the table still eating crawfish when he's like, I'm full 20 minutes later. She <laughs> can eat. Do you like spicy food in general? Because my wife yes, doesn't like spicy food. I, I travel with sriracha and hot sauce. Okay. Not me. Okay. <laughs> I'm that kind of girl. I'm trying to bring the Louisiana around everywhere. <laughs> My wife claims to not like spicy food, but then we'll sit there and eat 17 pounds of crawfish till her nose bleeds. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the best. Uh, okay. Awesome. Well, well, I've done all, I've seen all this. You guys are amazing. I'm out. Yeah. You. you guys are awesome. And we can't thank you enough. Like what a fun first guest. Oh, what a awesome. fun thank life you guys are going to live. Thank you all. Like, we really appreciate it. Hey, yep. and we'll be, you are, you are now officially a friend of the pod. So we're mm -hmm. going to talk about Absolutely. you literally all the time now. Yep. Um, That's awesome. You're going to probably going to have your own segment in our pod. So that'd be funny. <laughs> we're going to have a little, and what did he do this week? Okay. <laughs> well, for That's real, awesome. we are, we're rooting for you, both of you, every step along the way. So congratulations on everything this far. We didn't even... <laughs> This was such a disservice. We didn't even get into his numbers. I know. Go, go, just go to his, look at his numbers. reference. We're not going to. Love of his... God, please just go look at his numbers at LSU, all that. Um, Rangers fans, get fired up, okay? Yes. Because you, you, you got be yourself excited. a good one. You should be excited about guys. this guy. Right. So awesome. Thank both of you so much. Thank y'all. We yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you for having us. We are now a Josh Smith pod. We love Josh Smith and we will and Claire. be, yeah, amazing support system that he has. Mm. But um, congratulations to our farmers. You are now a Josh Smith fan. Mm. Yep. Okay. You can buy your jersey online. So we are also a trash panda pod. Yeah, we sure are. Shout out to Lucas Dolongowski. Yeah. Say that one fast. The Lucas Dolongowski. Rocket City. The city name makes the team name that much better. The first Rocket all, City Trash Pandas sent us hats and a 
bobblehead and a handwritten Sprocket, note. Struck it, yo. Yep. So um, I got tagged in a tweet by a guy who claims to be the top bobblehead collector, and he said that's the best bobblehead ever. And we have it now. We love the trash pandas. This is their inaugural season. I had no clue. I also had never heard of the trash pandas until this year, but. Where should I put it? Should I put it right next to Chipper Jones and, and Bagat Mugs? Yeah, Chipper and trash pandas get along. So right in front of the PF Flyers, right next to the King Griffey Jr. New Air Force Ones, and right no, put the trash panda by Chipper. Chipper, Chipper needs a friend. Okay, there you go. So they're both kind of pointing I too. Just That's kind tell of cool. Chipper, like, does Chipper hunt? No, he wouldn't. Okay. Does Chipper hunt? Well, you know, Chipper's a bow hunter. I just want to make sure that he doesn't hunt the trash panda. Uh, see where you went. You know, <laughs> I just want to be careful. You, you I just want to be careful. Them. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Sorry about my hat, by the way. Yeah, that's the trash pandas hat. So, um, trash pandas, Josh Smith, we love you. We love you. Um, so now we're gonna get into the portion of the show. We guys, we, we guys, we told y'all about uh, where we're gonna kind of like hit on the trade deadline because it was absolutely phenomenal this year. Yep. Told you a little about a little bit about one of the prospects joint going in the Gallo trade. Words are hard, but the trade deadline review is brought to you by Roman. So look, we know GMs aren't perfect. There, nobody's perfect at the trade deadline. Um, Are you Steve Cohen? Even. (laughs) That was so good. Um, Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded the best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line so if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes it is perfectly okay but if it's bothering you there are definitely options so if you go to getroman.com fame now we'll set you up um, you get a free online evaluation for ongoing and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your own home and it is done by a licensed healthcare professional. It's super discreet. So go if you go to getroman.com slash fame, you'll get $15 off of your first month. Basically, look, there is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. So go to getroman.com slash fame. $15 hands off. So they are sponsoring our trade deadline preview. So Peter. Is it a preview or a post view? post view for sure um there's a lot of situations to tackle here first i think we need to hit on like what trade you thought made the biggest splash because there are so many big ones okay well i think from like a star power point of view you literally can't go past trey turner and max scherzer you've effectively traded the third or fourth best shortstop in the game and arguably the best pitcher of the last eight years to a team that won the World Series last year. So yeah, I kind of just felt like it was just the fucking Battlestar Galactica getting even bigger. But yeah, at the same time, like they're not even leading the division. And um, I just think that, you know, they've, they've obviously made a big splash. And I think that, but what they gave up too, from our point of view, was fucking huge yeah it's huge like ruiz is and two top he's a masher like one and three right one and three or one and two 
one and two. I mean, that's now we also talk about the fact that there's going to be some reevaluation going on, but there's no denying that those two guys are top prospects. Like it's it's reevaluation or not, they gave up their one and two best prospects to get these two guys. So so that was Kiebert Ruiz yeah. and Josiah Gray that you're talking Correct. about. Correct. Then yes. they gave up the other two prospects, Donovan Casey and Gerardo Carrillo. Yes. But you talk about instant impact to a new team. Um, I'm talking about the Turner and Scherzer right now. Yeah. But as far as a return goes, I mean, congratulations to the Nats. That's if you're going to blow this thing up, blow it up. Like Cubs and yeah. Nats, congratulations to you guys. Because a lot of the time teams are so reluctant to give up these prospects. And I feel like there's just been a shift Whereas it's like, okay, well, we know what we can develop from within now. So if we happen to give up a couple of prospects, there's going to be more coming. And, and it's, yeah. I feel like there was a real shift in urgency this year, which is, you know, the last couple of trade deadlines have just kind of been like, oh, you know, a couple Man. of guys go here and there. Get, yeah. Like a few years ago, the Braves went and got three relievers, basically added three closers to their bullpen, which was huge. And they ended up going to the, they were one out away from going to the World Series. So, you know, these sorts of trades can make massive impacts. But I just, when you look at it on paper, you're like, okay, the, the arguably the best team last year just added the best pitcher in the world and a really good shortstop. And Seager comes back in a minute. So yeah. it's like... And Mookie's going to come back because he's Mookie's hurt. coming back. And but it's... like the other aspect of, of all of this is not only did the Dodgers get Turner and Scherzer, but they kept Scherzer from the Padres. Because yeah. the Padres that was the craziest thing in there, yeah. But that's why. Okay, again, we don't know exactly how it went down, and hopefully there'll be a freaking John Boy Media do documentary one day about how this trade deadline went down. Because um, the fact that we were hearing that the Padres got Scherzer, and then five minutes later, it's no Turner and Scherzer are going to yeah. their arch rival, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, like what? That's what made. The and every time you'd refresh Twitter. I was, I was trying to, like, I couldn't even keep up. That's how many, how much was happening. And it kind of reminded me of the draft day, Maddie, over at the All-Star break. And you're just sitting there going, I cannot get my head around what's going on. And just, that's what it was like. And, and it's exciting. And teams got better. All teams really got better. Teams that weren't planning on making the playoffs uh, were able to offload some salary and pick up some good young talent. That's what the trade deadline's there for. And I think what helped with the urgency, sorry to ramble, but I think what helped with the urgency was the fact that there's no August deadline this year. So there was no uh, extra bit of, oh, well, it's not really the end of the trade deadline. We can still get someone in August. This is it now. You can't add. You can add from within. That's it. So yeah, awesome. Awesome day. I was trying to look something up because obviously many are going to argue that the Dodgers won the, the trade deadline uh, because of the moves that they made. But to focus a little bit on the prospects that the Nationals got in return quickly, you look at a guy like Kiebert Ruiz, who we just mentioned. Um, he's had a couple different times up in the show. He's hitting 200 in the in the big leagues, but his stats this year in AAA, dude's hitting 311 with 16 bombs, 45 RBI. Like this is a guy for the Nationals. He could slot in for them. Like if mm -hmm. they're ready to like give him that that chance i mean he's ready for that josiah gray i'm pretty sure made his debut tonight he's thrown a, a scoreless inning a one two three perfect first inning that's what i see on here so wow um that's awesome so you have two guys who the nationals got after essentially trading away their whole team i heard somebody make the comment like can you imagine if you bought a ticket to a nationals home game like two months ago and 
you go to the ballpark and that's the lineup that's out there. But um, they're going to have some guys who they can put in that lineup to fill those yeah. holes. Obviously not as exciting of guys, but they could be uh, right. given the chance. And then Donovan Casey and uh, another pitcher in Gerardo Carrillo were sent over there. So this is what makes this is what makes the for me, this is what makes the trade deadline pretty exciting is because those guys that are getting proven stars know what they're getting, right? They basically know what they're getting. Whereas every team that got prospects back, they really still don't know. Like you look at Kalanick. Kalanick was a can't miss prospect, comes up, has a great first couple of days. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, holy shit. You know, that could happen to any one of these guys. So uh, that's what makes this really really a really cool time of year uh obviously there's still some frustrated fans out there because their team didn't do enough even though every team was involved in a trade at some point uh there was that tweet that had all the numbers i don't maybe you can probably bring it up but it literally listed how many players were involved how many teams were involved how many all-stars how many prospects kelsey you've probably got that written down somewhere too but like the amount of sheer volume of movement that was 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 just generated this trade deadline was so exciting yeah. Okay. Now I want to get your take on Craig Kimbrell to the White Oof. Sox. That I spoke probably... to, I text, uh, I actually text um, Hendricks, Liam, right after it happened. And I said, you two maniacs in the same bullpen is going to be fucking insane. And he just responded with, I cannot wait for this. Um, so they've effectively shortened ball games to seven innings. So if Kimball can continue to, to have the bounce back that he's had this year, I think the White Sox are now the favorites. If they weren't already, um, they're certainly the favorites to, to take down the uh, AL. I mean, that, that has to likely become one of the best, what, like end of the bullpen yeah. options that we're ever going to see. It's like having Rivera and Hoffman at their peak at the same time, because Yes, yeah. Craig Kimbrell was on the downward spiral, but he's been, if not the best closer, one of the best closers in the National League he's this year. All the way upwards right now. Right. And now you couple that with Liam Hendricks, who over the last 12 months has been the, the best closer in the game, no question. Holy mm -hmm. shit. <laughs> like, it's and not to even mention, imagine them in a three-game series. They're right, going to yeah. put the guys that they're going to put out there, Lance Lynn, Carlos... Yeah. Lucas, Gio, I don't know why I'm saying their first names. Giolito, I don't know. First name basis, don't know any of them. Whatever. Um, hey, they're friends of the company. We can slide in there, doesn't matter. Yeah. But you think Bell of dog. the starters that they have, and then you think about Kopech and Garrett Crochet. You have Aaron Bummer. Like, you have that whole pitching staff is just like, what are you supposed and, to do? And because there's so much depth, Kels, they can literally plan out – if they can, and the Central's not exactly humming with talent this year. So they can legitimately lock this thing up with a lot of spare room towards the end of the season and plan out their days, almost like the end of spring training. So they can line everybody yeah. up and just make a real solid run deep into the playoffs. Um, that's part of the hard thing yeah. is you you fight and scratch claw, get your way to the playoffs and you win a wildcard spot. And then all of a sudden it's just from the day dot, you can't line anything up. It's like best available, let's go. Whereas they can kind of sit back and map it out. So um, yeah. it's it's a great trade deadline for the White Sox. And, and uh, obviously as a guy that played for the Royals, I hope they suck, but <laughs> I think that's it's good for baseball. 
they're going to be a juggernaut, juggernaut, mm -hmm. jogger, juggernaut. Jugs, and I love it. I love yeah. it. But they paid a massive price for Kim. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. And that's what, like everybody needed bullpen help, right? That's, that was the, everybody was looking for bullpen help and, and there was just, it felt like there was a lot available, but Kimbrel was the the star on the tree, um, and yeah. it was going to cost. It was going to cost a lot. I actually spoke to David Ross too. I, I texted David Ross on. Yeah. I think I think it was like three o'clock. Three o'clock on on Monday, and I was like, Rossi, bro, like, what is this like as a manager in the fucking in the grips of this? And he was just like, yeah. it's the worst. And that was it. It, it is the absolute worst. He's losing friends. He's losing first baseman. He's losing uh, one of the best bats in Bryant. Like he's gone from being a competitive team to being a rebuilding team, and that's got to it's got to mess with you a little bit. Hey, we've got a chance to win every day. Oh, hold on, Ugh, maybe not. You know, this is super off topic, and I don't want to get too yes. far off because I I want to talk about Madrigal and um, Cody Hewer. But could you imagine playing for Rossi? Like. Could you have transitioned from viewing him as a friend to like having to look to him as like an authoritative? Yeah, I figure? think I, I think I think I the hardest part would be Rossi. I think uh, uh, I don't know. You know what kind of polarizing personality he has. Um, he just he controls a room whenever he's in it. Um, so I think. As a player, I would have gone out of my way to make the extra concerted effort to try and keep that distance between the friendship, especially at the field, um, to make it yeah. easier for him, to make it a little bit like the transition a little bit easier for him if I was a player. But yeah, it's like I would give him slack. I wouldn't take any offense to like if he snapped at me one day or whatever, like because you don't you don't know the yeah. stresses he's going through and, and his whole his whole experience at the ballpark has completely changed. He showed up as a player for 20 years and now all of a sudden he's got to control these guys like mm -hmm. think about that switch so yeah i mean i i love the fact that i'm able to reach out and get these this content and get the experience and live it through these guys even though i'm not i'm yeah. not involved in it directly it's it's really cool he's awesome okay he's so fucking good let's hit on who the who the cubs got quickly obviously they got nick madrigal this was a guy that we loved he was a yeah. first round pick 2018 out for the season with the flipping torn hand he was leading the league in hits at the time too right he had the highest batting average amongst rookies at the time of his okay. injury the dude okay. was hitting 305 and if i and he had 21 rbi and if i remembering this correctly i'm pretty sure that after jimmy and jake and trev said on talking baseball that like all he could do was hit singles he went on like a little bit of a power surge <laughs> when it came to like doubles and triples i don't know yeah. how many home runs he was hitting but he ended up um with 10 doubles and four triples and i'm pretty sure they like came in that bunch after they were like calling him nikki singles but he's he is going to be and obviously this was a good time to sell high on him i guess because mm. hitting 305 is phenomenal but like he looks like this is a prototypical leadoff hitter that can mm -hmm. be it for the future of the cubs for however yeah. long you know they're not. They're also not a. They're not uh, unfamiliar with the rebuild. You know, when Rizzo first got there yeah. and Brian first got there, they were in the middle of that rebuild. So they were shit for a long time. Um, yeah. Sorry, Cubs fans, but it might be a, a hard yards for another couple of years. But you'll be good again, just like this is the merry-go-round. Had that an MLB. amazing stretch though, and I know right. it's like so you, easier. You said crushed and... a curse. You crushed a curse. Like, 
And this is my thought, right? I don't think the Cubs are ever going to be able to go back with that current group. They're never going to relive what it was to be able to do what they did in 2016, 15, yeah, 16, that will be 16. a special team forever. Forever. They, they broke a 108-year yeah. curse, Kels. The, the city, the people they had. David Ross was a backup catcher who told me that he wanted one more year in the big leagues. From that one year, he got two years in Boston, two years in Chicago, two World Series rings, and now he's the manager of the Cubs. I mean, fuck. That's, that's That's the story that he goes on Dancing with the Stars. You know, you got Brizzo and, and just that whole dynamic. Everything was leading for that moment for those guys. And I don't think they're going to be able to get that back. So I think yeah. the best thing for them and for the, for the ownership and, and front office is to just blow it up and start again because you've got, you achieved what you wanted to achieve. And like, like Scherzer said, when he mentioned talking to the Nationals media, he's like, this isn't a sad moment. I signed an eight-year contract to win a World Series. We won a World Series. This isn't like we did what we wanted to do. Now it's time for me yeah. to go on and try and do it somewhere else. This isn't a sad leaving. We, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Well, we can talk a little bit. First of all, that was a really good take. And I think that should be clipped. Um, but I'll dive a little bit more into Cody Hewer, who's had an amazing season because we're going to talk about the Cubs and their returns in a little bit. I want to get your take on all of the Braves trades okay. um, because yeah. I would they had it. a phenomenal last six hours. Yeah, I lived it. And the frustration amongst Braves fans uh, was real. Um, I was feeling it on social media. And at the same time, I was just trying to keep everybody back and just let them know that, you know, it may not be time to go out there and try and get whatever you can try and get. Because Alex is thinking not just about this year. They've got a young core in that team that's going to be around for a while. They've got a Cunha for eight years. They've got Alwis for seven years. They've got, you know, they've got guys. They're going to re-sign Freeman. It's, it's going to happen, I think. So that core is there. They were worried that they weren't giving up enough to try and win right now, which my theory was you can't give up what you were trying to, what it costs to get the, the premium guys. So for what was there, to be able to get Jock Peterson, to be able to get Adam Duvall back, to be able to get Stephen Vogt, who not only what he does on the field and brings, because we, Travis Darno is going to be back. He started his rehab assignment. Yeah. You know, there's, there's things that, that's happening. So to have that veteran presence until Darno gets back and then, have him go straight to the backup role, which is what he's perfect for. I thought that was a great move. Um, getting back to Val, needed some mm-hmm. pop in that outfield. Obviously, we know what happened in left field in the, for the Braves. And then Solaire as well. That was another two right-handed bats to be able to mix and match behind Freddie. I thought that was awesome. And then right at the death of the trade deadline, we hear that we're getting uh, Richard Rodriguez. Yeah. from the Pirates, the closer from the Pirates that throws nothing but fastballs. Like, I'm thinking this is fantastic. And he's controllable for two more years after this year. So I cannot speak highly enough. And I know I work for them, uh, but I honestly cannot speak highly enough for what Alex Anthopoulos was allowed, was able to do and not really give up a lot for it. So uh, Alex Jackson obviously was, was in their plans a couple of years ago, but I think a change of scenery is going to be awesome for him as well. Look, I think, again... Two teams got better. Three teams got better from the Braves trade and uh, four teams really got better. I mean, So what would you tell Pirates fans about Bryce Wilson? I would tell them to be patient because I would tell them to go back and rewatch his performance in the playoffs in 2020. I would be prepared 
to give this guy a little bit of time to, to gather himself and get some consistent starts. He's never been given a stretch of 10, 12, hey, you're every fifth day, man, it's yours. Just take the ball and see what happens. Like he's never been given that. It's always been two spot starts and sent back down to AAA or a start or cover some innings in the bullpen and get sent back down to AAA. So yeah. uh, give him till the end of this year. Let him have a spring training and a full season next year, and, and you'll be you'll be impressed with what you see. He's got a football player mentality, and he's going to be a bulldog. Yeah, he is a bulldog, and he comes from a super athletic family. I think his yeah. brother is like a linebacker at NC State or something. Um, yeah, really good guy. So is Alex Jackson. Um, yeah. You have any any takes on him? Yeah, to Duval. He got he went for Duval. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Good receiver. A change of scenery again. He he had a cup of coffee in the big leagues with the Bravos, so. He's obviously had a taste and wants to get back there. And and I don't know if you've seen Alfaro's highlights lately, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna learn from someone, Alfaro is not a bad defensive catch to learn from. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, also, random note: Adam Duvall, great dude. Like, oh, dress so sense. Best dressed. That this is an I love how this played out, and I love that he's back at Trivia. Uh, and I honestly think, and I, I look. This is me being completely honest here. Do I think the Braves are going to win the World Series this year? No. Do I think they have a chance to win the World Series in the next couple of years? 100%. And do I think they've done moves to help them achieve that within the next two years? Without question. That's that's my wrap on the Braves trades. But when you are dealing with and you've dealt with so much adversity already this year with everything that's gone down, I don't even need to mention everything that's gone down, but with the injuries and all the rest of the bullshit that's happened, you can't just keep throwing fuel on the fire and expecting that not, you know, it's at some point you've got to step back and go, okay, what's best for this franchise moving forward? And it wasn't to blow it up and try and get whatever you could. It was to try and tread water and, and you can't, you just can't overcome everything that, that, that they've been able to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it was such such an incredible trade deadline and mm-hmm. so many teams did such a good job uh the yankees were super fun to watch the dodgers were super fun to watch the braves like we obviously have just been talking about really yeah. turned it on at the end the white Sox are going for it i love that blue so- jays getting Berrios was huge yeah loved that too that was really like that's instant impact guy. There were some big names chris bryant to the giants chris bryant and how about like uh, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, all going all deep home in their first games, which was pretty cool. Uh, I think Jock did it too, right? Or second game. It was definitely first weekend he went deep. No, it was first It was first game. Did you see what uh, Trevor Williams tweeted? It was like, everybody tune in to my first at bat whenever that happens to come around. Oh, my. That's fantastic. Who said that? Trevor Williams. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Also, the Gibby trade, Ian Ander- Ian Kennedy Anderson. Um, Hans Kraus was a big prospect all going to the Phillies. Spencer Howard. Nelson Cruz. We, I mean, Yeah, but if you think about Spencer Howard is a guy a year ago who we would have thought was untouchable Yeah. for the Phillies. I mean. Re- reevaluation. Yeah. I mean, and he's had, a, he's had a couple issues the last few seasons, but like, gosh. Okay, okay so, so I have a question. I have a question, just a real quick question for, for both of you guys. How much of this as a result of teams, like, because we've got a lot of big prospects went, right? 
is this a product of them reevaluating and 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 having a chance to see these guys for a couple of months and maybe they weren't what we thought they were and or do you think it's just this was the year that prospects were going out? I think there's kind of like also this mentality around baseball right now. Last year, like I feel like we all kind of knew the Dodgers were going to win the World Series, you know, but like this year, there's not like a, I feel like there's more of an open window than there was mm. last year to like really go for it and have a chance to win your division. There's more good teams than I was expecting. Yeah. Giants it's a are more obviously balanced surprising everyone. League. You know, there's yeah. not, the Dodgers were supposed to be this big bat and they are still a mm. big bat, big bad giant, but they're not even winning their division, like you noted earlier. So, like, I just feel like there's a little bit more wiggle room to, I don't know, to have that window. Um, And it was so refreshing to see teams just like going for it. And like you, like you said earlier, just giving up some of those prospects and it's Mm. gosh, it made it so exciting. Do you think the giants did enough by getting, obviously Chris Bryant's a huge pickup, but like, are you pleased with that? The giants are supposed to be, aren't they supposed to be rebuilding? Like, yeah. They're not supposed I mean, to be good. Are they supposed to be good? This is what, like, I mean, medium, not great. They, you can't tell me that at the start of this, like, obviously, Gabe Kaplan would have gone and go, Oh, we're going to win the whole thing with these fucking aviators or whatever. But I don't know that that was an actual thought for any of those guys that were signing with the Giants. Like, oh, fuck you, yeah, we're going to win this thing. Like, yeah, yeah. But they are good. That Alex Wood, Garsman, all these dudes have just come together. And it, maybe it's the, maybe it's the clubhouse chemistry, whatever it is over there, but they've got something going. And it's, I keep waiting for them to, to collapse and it's we not happening. Have. It's not happening. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I was going to switch to the, to the four teams that we felt were the biggest prospect buyers and we fit on some of it, but that's the nationals. Yep. That's the Cubs. Yep. That's the twins. And that's the pirates mm-hmm. all picked up some notable prospects. So who won? I feel like the Cubs. Really? Yeah. But I'm also like, love Pete Pro Armstrong. <laughs> um, so he's like so high up my list. And well, then them getting Nick Madrigal. And who do you think? I think the Nationals clearly uh, have my 2022 lineup type yeah. players. Yeah. So, I kind of forgot about Kiebert Reese and Josiah Gray, yeah. but I still think the Cubs had a really good pickup. Who do you think, th- Maddie? So I'm torn between the Cubs and the Twins, and I don't think that the Twins are going to be on a lot of, you know, the national headlines of teams that did really well um, right. in this deadline. Dude, Austin Martin, come on. Yeah, I mean, the reason that I wanted to specifically call the Twins out is because if you, like, actually look at who they were able to bring in, they brought in five guys, and four of those guys are now top 15 prospects in their organization. And they gave up J.A. Happ, Barrios, and Cruz, who are, you know, they're on the latter half of their contract, their rental, whatever it may be. That's such a good, that's a great, that's a great take buddy so like yeah they didn't have they didn't bring in 10 11 guys like the nationals but the people that they did bring in are going to be difference makers in a team that still can compete if the bats come alive this was the team that was projected to win that division so like yeah that's crazy that's such a good point holy shit they were supposed to run away with this division donaldson Cruz, like everyone that they added yeah they got what happened 
What's wrong with the twins? Trevor Plouffe. Oh, Trevor. They, they what's talk about wrong it a with lot. the twins? Trev. <laughs> they need you back. Shout out. He Sequence. did win the Trevor home run Plouffe. derby. Yeah, we love Trevor Plouffe. Trevor, Shout out to Trevor did win. Ad. Yeah, fuck. Trevor Plouffe. So the <laughs> twins got, I don't know what y'all said, but it was silly because both of y'all are laughing. The twins got Joe Ryan, who had a 363 ERA in AAA. Also, Maddie, you tweeted out and you have it here. He pitched six innings of one run ball for Team USA. He was the one who had the video with KD. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I'm starting for the for baseball. And KD was like, What sport are you play? Um, that's my man voice. Um, they got Austin Martin, like you said, Simeon Woods Richardson. I mean, yeah, super good take there, Maddie. You nailed it. Okay, so that was the twins. If you go to the Nationals, Peter's pick. They were the ones who got Kiebert Rees and Josiah Gray. And we talked about the four prospects that were moved in that deal. And you're getting, like you said, the two of the top prospects and the best organization in baseball, arguably. They had some some blockbuster. They were part of some blockbuster deals. So, Maddie, what's you can digest these numbers. So they ended up getting one, two. Wow. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of their top 30 prospects at this deadline. Yeah. And maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I like am taking a lot of value in percentage of your moves that resulted in top 30 prospects. So the twins did, you know, four or five of their moves. That's great. The nationals, nine of the 10 prospects they just brought in are now in their top 30. I mean, a yeah. third of their best prospects started with the organization two days ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's an impressive haul by them. And a thing that we talked about a lot in previous episodes, we've mentioned it. They have the big three down in the minor leagues yeah. with big name pitchers. And they weren't touched. <laughs> yeah, they weren't touched. But what did move is their prospect ranking. They brought in mm-hmm. Kiebert Ruiz and Josiah Gray, who is another pitcher. And both of them now rank above this big three that we've hyped up all year. And these guys are going to be ready in yeah. and Kiebert, Josiah Gray, and their big three pitchers, which includes Cade Cavalli, who's uh, leading all of MILB in strikeouts so far. All mm-hmm. of these guys are going to be ready. I mean, they're going to have four starters that are going to be able to debut within it's almost franchise changing like it's almost instantly in three days they've turned themselves into an aging club that won a world series two years ago to a fucking club that could be an impact club in three years what are you thinking if you're juan soto though you'd be fine in three years yeah Yeah, but like no they've got rid of all the money they were gonna have to pay turner now that money goes to soto you back up the brinks truck and pay him 500 million for 15 years and then just build around him give him 15 million give him 500 million dollars for 15 years and let him be your franchise dang that's all money he's worth it i just saw a comment on mlb like posted or mlb on fox somebody posted a picture that said like best trade deadline ever and he commented it with this emoji yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know if he was happy about it or not there's a lot i mean there was a lot of memes going around with the uh the will smith standing yeah. in the empty living room kind of like what, yeah. what happened but yeah that's uh that's what that's what it would have felt like like you pull up to the field one day 
and you leave and you show up the next day and all the locker names have changed. Yeah. That's not a comfortable feeling. It's the Nationals and the Cubs. The Cubs traded nine major leaguers after the All-Star break. That's 35% of their roster that the Cubs traded. Like, that's just those two teams, like, it's insane. And, so, like, those are the two teams that obviously gave up the most, but they got the most how we're considering it in our yeah. prospect capital. Exactly. So, okay, the Cubs, I just want to hit on a couple guys. Pete Crow Armstrong, like I said, this is a guy who was a first-round pick in the 2020 draft. We did a, a pretty good episode that covered essentially the first round of the 2020 draft. We where, think so, anyway. Yeah. Let us know so, what you like, think we talked about Pete Crow Armstrong a lot on there. But, like, the Pete Crow, or PCA, I don't know what to call him for short, Pete, um, he's out for – they haven't come out and said he's out for the season, but he had shoulder surgery. This is a guy who was considered the fastest prospect – in the Mets organization. He is super intelligent. He went to the same high school as Giolito, Freed, and uh, who's, oh, Flaherty. He went to their high school, that, but the scouts love him for his baseball IQ. Like he's so smart on the field. He has a great glove. He's super quick. His mom was the mom in little big leagues. Isn't that the right? So he's just going to be, in my mind, this is a guy who has the pedigree to, be really, really good if injuries don't hurt him along the way. Who else stands out to you for the Cubs? They got Bryce Ball. We've talked about that in previous episodes. I said that they they traded every single first baseman just to fill Freddie with a little bit of confidence that they're (laughs) going to try and sign him back. Yeah. Who stands out to you, Maddie? Yeah, my personal favorite here is a starter, Caleb Killian who came over from the Giants in the Chris Bryant trade. So far this season, the guy's just raked on every level that he's pitched in. So he started in low A, pitched 16 scoreless innings. So uh, that was in 2019. They move him up to high A, and he has a 1.25 ERA with 32 strikeouts and four starts. So they move him up to double A, where... He now has a 2-4-3 ERA, which is still impressive. Wow. Yeah. In more starts, too. Yep. So 11 starts, 64 strikeouts. And two of those starts, he went wow. the full distance complete games. Yeah. I think what stands out to me the most, though, is that he's pitched 84 and two-thirds innings this year. And he's walked nine guys. So I have no that interest in doing the math, but that's not many walks for that number <laughs> yeah. of innings. That's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Maddox. Like that's, that's like, that's yeah. Yeah. Especially today's game. Like it's all power, power, power. It's refreshing. They added one, two, three, four, five top 20 prospects. Um, So, but they had some big ones. They had the Andrew Chafin trade. They had the Anthony Rizzo trade. They had the Baez and Williams trade. They had the Chris Bryant trade. Um, yeah. Guys, did you realize that just, sorry to, again, just to go off, Jacob DeGrom might not be back this year. I just thought I'd throw that out there because it's yeah. fucking sad. I mean, just, I saw that he like might be out until they're the thinking September August, now. But, like that's Sucks. not even a, that's not a, that's, that's next year. That's just them giving fans hope and not shutting the season down. Um, obviously they're still in first place, but is Syndergaard supposed to come back anytime soon? Is he ever going to pitch again or is he just going to do his hair? I think I asked you that like last week. Did you really? I don't know. Has he even played catch? Not a, not a Mets pod. Not a Mets pod. 
He has a book club. I know that. Just to wrap up the Cubs, I think that for any Cubs fans out there, there's two interesting guys here between Anderson Espinoza and Alexander Vizcaino, two mm. pitchers who they're both not having their best seasons. Espinoza coming off an injury, but those two are both respected prospects that I think can turn it around. Okay, both who do you want to hit on with the Pirates? Okay, so this is, and again, I might be relying too much on the top MLB, what they determine as the top 30, but everybody was hyping up the Pirates. They made a lot of deals, but they only added two guys to their top 30, and one of those was the number 30 guy. So in reality, they added Marcano, who was the big name, the big piece in the Adam Frazier trade, and that's great. He slots in as one of your top 10 prospects, but the rest of the deadline, kind of there. They were kind of quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave out their closer. But we do like, yeah. And we do like Bryce Wilson, who we talked a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Who else did they get from the Braves, the Pirates? Straight up. Bryce Wilson and who else in that trade? Ricky DeVito. Oh, Ricky DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Quickly, the biggest prospect sellers. We thought the Yankees, the Dodgers, who we've covered, who the Dodgers lost extensively. Um, the Braves, we've talked about a little bit who they've lost. The Yankees, they gave up a ton of prospects, but they maintain their top five prospects, mm. which is awesome. But kind of like what I said to Josh, and I hope it wasn't offensive, but like when you look at the Joey Gallo trade and the Anthony Rizzo trade, like they needed some left-handed power. So I feel like at least in your mind, like you know that you're you're filling an immediate need. So you're willing to give up guys. Well, and not only, even not even talking about the left-handed power, but both of them are defensive upgrades. I mean, both of them, Joey Gallo is one of the best arms in in all of baseball and Anthony Rizzo is phenomenal with the glove as well. So like, I feel like they improved on both sides of the ball with that. Um, And they got a little bit older and they got a little bit more experience and they got, there's there's still a lot of young guys in that club. It's just, it's insane to me to think and and i was about to say how much the yankees are struggling but if they were in the nl east or whatever they'd be in first so i don't even want to say struggling but like you think of like the yankees and like the marlins in 2016 and 2017 and like the talent and the names on those rosters and you're just Mm -hmm. like man that's insane that you're Mm -hmm. not better like the yankees i mean the marlins in 16 and 17 with the guys they had in that lineup it's just like Holy smokes, what a win. Try facing him. Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees were big sellers. I mean, they gave up a lot of guys that had kind of headlining seasons, which was maybe Cashman's ideology, kind of sell high. Is he trusting the scouting department a little bit there too? Because because a lot of these guys didn't have seasons. Like this is what a big part that I think is going to play out and it's going to take time to play out is that we have these guys ranked based on what they did two years ago. Right. So Cashman might be like, well, based on what are my list, these guys aren't even, but they're having great years. So let them go. Like that's, right. that's going to be the interesting part about this whole trade deadline. I think that's going to play out over the next, and we're not going to know. And we're going to be able to follow it on this podcast for the next two mm. years. Mm. And we'll let you know what happens. So stay tuned. Mm. Watch us. Please. Watch us. Please, please watch. I've got to pay a mortgage. Um, <laughs> okay. 
So is there anything else that we need to hit on the Yankees? Here's what needs to happen. You need to go and order a steak. I'm going to give you some Aussie lingo and we need to shut this motherfucker down because we've been going for two and a half hours. Dang. Okay. (laughs) So I think that wraps it up. (laughs) (laughs) This was a fun episode though. Like seriously, thank you so much to Josh and Claire. They were phenomenal. Congratulations to our farmers on now having a new favorite player. Uh, Trash pandas. You're phenomenal. Trade deadline. Thank you. It was beautifully done. Lucas Dolangowski. Lucas Dolangowski. And if you yeah. guys need to get a hold of him, he's the social media manager at the Trash Pandas. So go find him. He hooked us. Ooh, yep. Appreciate everyone at the Trash Pandas. Peter is going to close us out with Aussie lingo. I am. Today's Aussie lingos is Dax. D-A-K-S. Bicycles. Maddie. Index cards. Mm, random. Holy shit, that's random. No, Dax is pants. Uh, I don't like that one. I like what about better. what about under Dax? Underwear. Correct. I See, like I want... under Dax. I like under Dax better than underwear. Okay, but I got to give you the Dax in order to fill you with the under Dax because yeah, if I just go under Dax, you go, what's a Dax? What's an upper Dax? I will. I prefer pants over Dax, but under Dax over underpants. I'm glad we established Is my that. official stance on the issue. So I'm on, I'm off to there. We love y'all. Thank you for watching. Um, sorry, we keep all changing locations. I won't be in a hotel room next week. We love y'all. Farm on, farm often. See you on Wednesday. Shouldn't have thrown my pen at my laptop, it's fine.